terms of the sort of member meetings, I think, you know, I've looking back at them, I think most of the organisation, most of the people who were there would sort of say in terms of the value that it brings to them is, is enormous. I think some people have confided in me at other member meetings that they view it as a type of therapy that really allows them to sort of step back from their day-to-day -day challenges and see what others are doing. And I think they find it, uh, to, a certain, uh, to a certain extent, quite, uh, quite a relief that many organisations have very similar challenges to the ones that they're facing. And I think in some cases, they'll hopefully get some ideas as to how they might be able to overcome them. We've all been there where we've been like the one-man team or one-woman team. And, and I, I love hearing from those groups that they, oh, hey, I talked to so-and-so and they had this really great idea that I, I'm going to be able to try, you know, back, back with my company when I go home. And when you have so few within your own network, it's hard to get the ideas because you're just, you know, trying to churn and support and keep a service up and running. But then when you're able to talk to other practitioners that are have been in the same problem scape that you've been in, suddenly you're bringing new ideas and you're able to try things out and be innovative where sometimes you're not able to when you're that kind of one-person band. Today I had a chance to sit down with two fellow DWGers for an expert chat. They included Ed Taylor, who's DWG's Chief Growth Officer, and Angela Huffman-Edwards, co-head of DWG's Technology Provider Program. Just as background for this episode, we have a, an events program for DWG members, and in 2023, we've planned four in-person member meetings and technology labs. These are basically two-day in-person events that are hosted by a DWG member, those two days take place in a mix of North America and Europe, although we do additionally have one hosted virtually for those who cannot travel. Members often talk about our meetings as a barometer for the digital workplace industry. And so in this episode, you'll hear the most prominent trends that came to life across the two days from our spring member meeting, which was hosted by the Coca-Cola company in Atlanta. And Ed and Angie not only share what they took away from the event, but also timelines for the upcoming member meetings and shared some background as to how practitioners, both DWG members and select guests can get their all access pass to attend one of those sessions. They also talked about how technology providers can get involved by sponsoring the technology labs as well. So lots of great stuff to hear as part of this episode. This is Nancy Goble, DWG's Chief Executive, and as always, your host for Digital Workplace Impact. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by Digital Workplace Group. Join me now in conversation with Ed and Angie. Happy listening. So Ed and Angie, I'm just thrilled to have a chance to catch up with you about our spring member meeting in Atlanta. And I'm sure that you're going to have lots of great insights to share as we uh, work our way through the next 40 minutes or so. But first, I want to just start by extending such a warm welcome to have you back, Ed, and then to welcome you for the first time, Angie. Yeah, thank you. I'm super excited. Thank you very much, Nancy. DWG is an organization that, of course, has 
um, some special opportunities for members and guests to come together from time to time. This spring, DWG hosted its first such member meeting uh, with a technology lab. And so, Ed, can you tell us a little bit about what makes this a unique event format compared to, say, an industry conference? Absolutely. I think first and foremost, it's uh, very much driven by our, by our member community. So we had the opportunity in our most recent member meeting of traveling out to the offices of our member Coca-Cola, or to give their full name, the Coca-Cola Company. And we were hosted by uh, a lady who we've worked with for many, many years called Emily Shunia, who heads up their digital workplace program. And she was able to give us amazing facilities for us to host uh, approximately about 50 people. And I think the key thing about all the member meetings that we run is that it's very much about helping put practitioners at the heart of the agenda. And so through the course of the two day program, we're able to hear from a variety of different voices in the room from from member organisations and those individuals who've been invited as guests to really hear about, you know, the success that they've had, the failures that they've had in a very sort of open and sort of trusted, trusted environment. And I think it's uh, it's a great thing that we're able to put on and we're able to do them approximately four times a year. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other things. But I think in terms of sort of really comparing it to industry events, these sessions aren't about sort of hearing what DWG have got to say about everything. I think our role is very much about facilitating conversations from the, the assembled practitioners there to hear about you know what's happening in their world and, and allow everyone in the room to get insights around latest best practices and, and really work through the different challenges that they have at any particular point on their digital workplace journey. And Angie, to bring you in, you've had an interesting change of perspective because of course, once upon a time, you had a chance to attend our in-person member meetings as a participating member via Nokia. But this time around, you were part of the DWG team. So what was this experience like for you? What would you add? Yeah, I mean, so many moons have passed since, <laughs> since that time. So um, obviously, the experience that I've gained in between those years has been kind of nice now to be on this side and and really, you know, witness people going through their own journey to to improve their digital workplace or, you know, tackle their own challenges. Some of them I think we've spoke about are kind of timeless search and those kinds of things. But I mean, it was very exciting to be back in the mix and and being able now to be on the side of, of helping those people through through that journey. And so, Ed, uh, Angie mentioned that there were some tried and true themes that came up like search. What would you say are some of the other topics that were hotting up as part of the discussion? Yeah, that was. it's an interesting uh, question, Nancy. I think coming out of the sort of live benchmark that we do as part of the member meeting is that we get a really useful insight into the main challenges and themes that, that we see. And that was sort of taken at the first part of the or the first part of day one. And I think some of the areas, some of the notes looking back that I took highlighted a number of different challenges that, that people were, or, or themes, should I say, that people were looking at, one of which was sort of channel fatigue. So as we've come out of COVID uh, and people are starting to work in, in more hybrid settings, there feels like there's quite a lot of different noise coming from a variety of different channels across the digital workplace. And I think that's an area that a lot of organizations are trying to get to grips with and really understand what are the optimal channels that, that different audiences should be engaging with 
with inside their digital workplace to ensure that they don't feel like they're getting overwhelmed by the volume of content that they're re- receiving across myriad different communication channels. I think tied into that is potential lack of sufficient resources uh, with inside digital workplace teams. I think as more complexity is being introduced into digital workplace environments, then obviously that would follow suit that you'd be able to recruit more people into that space to help manage those services effectively and provide the necessary governance needed. And I think the final sort of part of the jigsaw as well, which which kind of t- ties into that sort of advancement of complexity is really around personalization as well. So how are we able to sort of personalize multiple different services around the different audience groups within inside the business? So I think very quickly, you can sort of see that there's quite a few different topics that are kind of interlinked into this whole issue around how do we effectively manage complex services and systems in very large organisations that, in many cases, are often international, multilingual, et cetera, et cetera. And Angie, were there additional themes that really stood out for you, perhaps that felt different or fresh compared to perennial challenges like search? Yeah, I mean, touching on what Ed mentioned, you know, trying to navigate all now all the different applications and and services that people have within the digital workplace. Emerging tech is now becoming a popular topic. How can we take new technology to help solve some of these problems? So I think that was one really that stood out to me as you start to kind of understand how how much complexity people are dealing with now versus, you know, just even four or five years ago. And did the subject of ChatGPT make its way into the conversation as well? It, it was. It was sprinkled throughout. <laughs> so, you know, it was trying to figure out and navigate how how could it be used? Can it be used? Some of the companies are, are thinking about it and trying it out, but it's still such a really new as far as the digital workplace is concerned. I think to add in a point, it felt like quite a polarizing topic in terms of some organizations have been given a, quite a large amount of leeway to mm-hmm. really trial chat GPT with inside their organizations, whereas some that potentially come from more highly regulated industries sort of had been prevented from accessing, accessing those services until their legal team and compliance teams and risk teams had sort of been able to get their heads around how potentially it could be brought into the organization. So I think we're going to sort of see some interesting conversations play out over the next sort of months and into next year and sort of appropriate usages of, uh, of chat GPT and similar services. Yeah, I agree. So very active period of experimentation at the same time as trying to push ahead on uh, some of the core elements of the digital headquarters, in other words. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Nancy. And so just to pull on the string of the emerging tech space a bit more, Angie, can you talk us through this idea of the technology lab that's now built into member meetings and how that works in practice? Yeah, I think this has been an interesting addition to the member meetings, which sort of allows members to get more close up and personal with some technology providers out there that either other members are using or that are kind of contributing something to the playing field that the members can really benefit from. So the way that we set it up is the second half of that second day, we bring in about five providers and we break up the members into smaller groups, rotate them through and allow them a chance to, to have a close and personal discussion with these technology providers instead of 
you know, like a conference where you're going up to a booth and really getting a sales pitch. This is more a conversation. It's more talking about the real life digital workplace issues that they're facing today. And then the digital, the technology provider then is able to talk through how they've been able to solve that kind of problem for their, for their clients. So we started off with sort of a armchair chat with the DWG leaders and talk through, you know, some of the problems we've been seeing for the past two days. And then we kind of roll into those technology labs and allow people to rotate through and be able to have those conversations built on that opening agenda. So connecting challenges with solutions. Yeah. And Ed, can you add any additional thoughts about how members and and some of the guests would want to participate in something like this? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think as digital workplace practitioners, we've kind of got a duty of care to have an awareness of the different technologies that are coming out into the marketplace and what potential functionalities and features they could bring into their own digital workplace environments. And I think that's quite useful always to get a bit of a sense check as to what's emerging and what's happening. I think also it gives you potential for an understanding of gaps in your own services with potentially with your current provider as to where you might want to try and get them to add in new features and services as part of their ongoing roadmap as well. I know that was one of the comments that was sort of given to me as part of the tech lab process, that that was quite a valuable sort of exercise to go through to be able to sort of baseline capabilities of other platforms so that it can help inform the future direction of travel. So it's really, really helpful. And I think, you know, as I said, I think there's a, a duty of care for digital workplace practitioners to have a good understanding as to, you know, what technologies might be appropriate to bring into their digital workplaces at a, a later stage in the future. Mm. And so what were some of the standout trends for you, Angie, looking at the technology lab uh, separate from the member meeting portion of the agenda per se? I think, especially with the technology labs, a lot of the members were looking for something like Ed mentioned to connect, you know, all their disparate technologies. I think now so many have been coming up, especially since COVID, it's hard to keep that digital friction kind of connected. And so a lot of them were going into those sessions to talk through that sort of, how do we make sense of this now pretty chaotic environment as far as applications are concerned. And Ed, what have we missed, whether it was just in terms of takeaways from the member meeting broadly or the technology lab specifically? Well, I think uh, in terms of the sort of member meetings, I think, you know, I've looking back at them, I think most of the organization, most of the people who were there would sort of say in terms of the value that it brings them is, is enormous. I think some people have confided in me at other member meetings that they view it as a type of therapy that really allows them to sort of step back from their day to day challenges and see what others are doing. And I think they find it uh, to a certain uh, to a certain extent quite uh, quite a relief that many organizations have very similar challenges to the ones that they're facing. And I think in some cases, they'll hopefully get some ideas as to how they might be able to overcome them. But I think it's a very, very supportive environment. I know that the people that are, are attended there are very willing to share and help and get in front of the audience and talk through you know, specific challenges that might sort of bubble up to the surface uh, as we go through the sort of two days that we're together. And I know that in conversation with with sort of consulting clients of ours that were in attendance at the event, they've already been in touch with a number of different members to sort of get some ideas and thoughts on as to how they can deal with some of their sort of problems in a more in a more confidential setting after the member meetings finish. So it's always nice to sort of know that 
the the sort of relationships that are made during the member meeting sort of continue for a long period of time and obviously that's we expect that to happen given that on average i think we've got members that are, that are with us for seven years so in many cases ddbg membership really does add, add a lot of value to people's sort of extended network and the knowledge that they can leverage through that it sounds like you know based on what you're describing dwg is is almost an accelerator um, both from a networking yep. point of view, but um, in supporting the flow of ideas and challenges and practices that practitioners can share with each other. And I, I think the layer that I would add to that is, I think part of why this is so unique is that what you see is a very cross-functional perspective from this group of practitioners because we're drawing from not only a mix of digital workplace practitioners from technology, but also business transformation teams, knowledge teams, communications, HR, essentially the full stakeholder group that is responsible for stewarding the digital workplace transformation inside of large organizations. Nancy, I think it's even nice to hear from the smaller organizations. You know, we've all been there where we've been like the one man team or one woman team. And, and I, I love hearing from those groups that they, oh, hey, I talked to so-and-so and they had this really great idea that I, I'm going to be able to try, you know, back, back with my company when I go home. And when you have so few within your own network, it's hard to get the ideas because you're just, you know, trying to churn and support and keep a service up and running. But then when you're able to talk to other practitioners that are have been in the same problem scape that you've been in, suddenly you're bringing new ideas and you're able to try things out and be innovative where sometimes you're not able to when you're that kind of one person band. I'd agree with that. It's It feels like we're helping people sort of glue answers to problems and, and, and vice versa. And I think that's a nice environment to be in. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing I would say, Nancy, in, in addition to sort of that cross-functional sort of aspect of of people there's a lot of a lot of rich resources that come out of a member meeting so we get usually get organizations to sort of share all of their screenshots of their environment so that people get some tangible insights into what other organizations have done just beyond sort of talking they actually get some some visual insights Mm -hmm. as well that's obviously available as part of the dwg member extranet so i think that's quite valuable as well and I think the willing—I think you're right, Angie. It's like the willingness of people to say, oh, "Let me just let me just fire up our our, our intranet or our digital workplace, yeah, and I'll yeah. show you." They get so excited. Oh, let me show you how we did this. Let, oh, check this out. I, I just love that part. I think so as well. And I think everyone. I think and I think you know over the course of the two days, people become very comfortable with the environment that they're mm-hmm. in. I think we create a a setting where people feel that you know what if they want to share, that's great. If they don't want to, they don't have to. I think it's a good environment for people to sort of really get the best out of out of the sort of assembled knowledge that's there. And I think, you know, just thinking about the session in Atlanta, we had a number of organisations that were Digital Workplace of the Year award winners, for example. The team that won that award last year was present. And I know they were sort of sharing lots of interesting insights about the journey that they went on to other businesses. So there's lots of food for thought that comes out of it. And I think it helps organisations, as, as Nancy said, you know, accelerate some of their thinking because they've been able to validate it against what they've seen right. other organisations achieve in them during the during the course of the member meeting. It gives them credibility when they go back as well. Well, you know, so-and-so did this or Coca-Cola did this, right? So now we have, it kind of, it allows for you to kind of put an idea on the table 
and help them to see that, hey, there are other companies who are doing this too. Absolutely. And I think, you know, getting those external sort of data points to help validate your thinking is, 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 is exactly what we do. And I think an extension of that is that obviously we can help introduce other members. If you're a new member organization coming into the DWG world, wanting to get access on particular topics, then obviously we can help broker those introductions and, and help people get the value that they need to help accelerate that decision-making process. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are also quite a few additional opportunities for DWG members and um, guests to come together in person alongside some of our virtual events. Ed, can you share a few of the upcoming dates and cities where we'll be? Absolutely. I mean, we've, we've already had quite a busy year as it is. I think we did uh, an online session with the team from Mass Mutual in April. Uh, we're all about to assemble uh, in, in the start of June uh, with our, our member Fidelity Investments. And then looking out later after the summer, I'm very much looking forward to the session that we've got hosted at Intuit by our longtime member Priya Samalapali, who's Director of People Experience Solutions at Intuit. And that's going to be super exciting. That's taking place on the 20 and 21st of September. And then we'll then be leaping back over to Europe in November to hang out with our good friend and former DWG, Patrick Bergman, who is now the product owner at Malmö Stad, which is the city of Malmö, which is their sort of local council in that part of the world. And they look after about 28,000 employees. So that'll be happening in November. And that's going to be really exciting to sort of see both of those organizations and what they've been been doing over the last couple of months on their digital workplace programs. That's terrific. And Angie, will the technology labs be incorporated into those additional member meetings? Yes, definitely. So we have, I won't divulge too much to give to the element of surprise, but uh, we still are looking at five technology providers to, to be at each event and We hope to bring in some emerging tech as well. So some really exciting things up and coming, I hope. Terrific. Ed, DWG members can register, as always, for these in-person events, as well as everything that we have going on virtually using the member extranet. But for those practitioners who might like to experience what it is like to be a DWG member for a couple of days, what would they need to do to apply for a guest place? Yep. So there's lots of different ways. So firstly, if you want to come to one of the in-person member meetings as a guest, you can head to digitalworkplacegroup.com forward slash events, and you can register for the Malmo session that we've got coming up and, and the one at uh, Intuit in uh, in Mountain View. Additionally, you can also find me on LinkedIn and reach out and uh, we can have a conversation on LinkedIn and we can facilitate registration for those events. Additionally, if you're unable to travel, you're very welcome to sign up to a free 45-day trial for DWG membership that would give you access to a range of online content and also online events that are part of the member program. And you can find that on our on our website at digitalworkplacegroup.com. And then finally, we'll be sharing links to all of those as part of the show notes within this podcast as well. Terrific. Angie, is there anything you were hoping that we would cover as part of this discussion that we've missed so far? I think the only thing I would probably add is that I definitely hope that technology providers out there who are interested also in, in participating and would, would also reach out as well. We have a place on the extranet 
or and also on the web for that. So anyone who feels they have a digital workplace technology that they feel would benefit to our member group, then we definitely would like to hear from them as well. That's great. And so we will absolutely be sure to include links to the DWG website for not only prospective guests who want to attend as practitioners, but then also technology providers who may want to look at sponsorship opportunities as well. Ed, any final thoughts about these unique events? Yes, I'll just encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast to reach out to us. I think key key at DWG is that it's very much about seeing us in action and seeing if uh, if we're the right fit for your organization and I think that what we want to try and do is give any practitioner the opportunity to sort of come to one of these events find out a little bit more about the network find out about the other services that we have beyond beyond membership so obviously we've got benchmarking consulting which we do a lot of work around but I would strongly encourage that if you've liked anything that you've heard on this podcast today to reach out to us and, uh, and get in touch and hopefully come along to, to one of the member meetings that we've got coming up or join us on the trial online and, and take it from there. But we're very happy to help, very happy to have a conversation. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you all soon. Sounds great. Ed and Angie, thank you so much for stepping out of your day to do a little bit of sharing from an export point of view some takeaways from DWG's spring member meeting and technology lab series. And then of course, to give us a window into the next set of sessions that are coming up as well. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Absolute pleasure. Digital workplace impact is brought to you by the digital workplace group. DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry, not only through membership, but also benchmarking and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com.